Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Hello Grinders, welcome back to The Weekend Grind. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here with my co-host, Josh Sir Giant. Josh, how's it going over there? Everything's good, man. I'm just glad that we're back from uh, from the All-Star break and uh, we got some baseball and it was a fun Friday, man. There was lots of interesting things that went on. Uh, hopefully you guys listened to us on the Fancy Fix podcast and uh, checked in to see, uh, you know, we covered for Dan Bach and I think, I think we were pretty, uh, pretty decent with our analysis. Uh, you know, I did pretty well. Um, you know, I'm sure that you did pretty well too, Travis. We got a lot of good feedback on Twitter, so that was fun. Uh, how you doing, Travis? Uh, I think we did good on the hitters. I don't know. I, I don't think I did well on my pitching, but I don't know. I was lost on pitching all day, and I think I made that known to a bunch of people. So I don't know. I hated that pitching slate. Wasn't a big fan, and I'm happy it's gone because that was that was not fun. And with the weather and all, that was all confusing. So. Uh, just glad that we could. Uh, I, I glad I got away with uh, with with not having. I got a little bit of profit yesterday, so I'm glad I got away with that. So I can't complain. Very nice, very nice. Always good. You can't, yeah, you can't complain when you you have a winning day, you know. And it's on to the next one. We got a full slate here, man, for uh, for Saturday, 13 games, and it's a 7:05 p.m. Eastern time lock. So uh, it's it's nice that it's not uh, early lock here uh, on the weekend. I get to sleep in a little bit. Yeah, yes, yeah. so we got the nice uh, seven seven p.m. slate. Uh, there's there's some early games, but we're not going to cover those at all. Um, but yeah, uh, Josh, let's dive right into it. So we have a lot of good pitchers at the top. Uh, I think the the top tier guys. There's a, there's a tier of four guys that are you know considered aces in the league. We got Max Scherzer, Corey Kluber, Alex Wood, and Madison Bumgarner. Uh, give me your thoughts on those guys, and let me know what you're thinking. Like who who's your favorite guy to go to, and uh, you know just break them down for me. Uh, well, you know, obviously there's always interest in Mad Max. Um, you know, he's also the most expensive pitcher across, you know, the entry on the two main sites. We got Scherzer at 12.1 uh, on FanDuel and uh, on DraftKings, he's 12.9. Uh, so, like, you know, you're going to have to pay top dollar for Max. And, you know, with good reason, the guy is, uh, you know, unarguably one of the best arms in the league. And usually you get, you know, close to what you pay for in him. Uh, you know, for me, there's, there's a few concerns here. One of the concerns is the fact that, you know, it's being played in Cincinnati. I know it's Max and everything, but, um, you know, it, it's just the fact that, uh, you know, you have to look for little differences here on um, why you're going to pick the guy you're going to pick. I I think I'll have uh, I might end up hedging with Max and Kluber here. Uh, by the way, the matchup for Max is is awesome too. Uh, uh, you know, Mad Max here has a good matchup uh, against Cincinnati. Uh, you know, twenty point eight percent strikeout rate too. Like you know, 
Uh, not the highest strikeout rate for them, but he has a 45.6% strikeout rate against righties this season, which is absolutely incredible. 25.6% against lefties. So, uh, you know, obviously lots of upside there for Scherzer. But like I said, my, my main concern is the fact that it's being played in Cincinnati, which, you know, moves me over to the second guy that you mentioned there, which was uh, Corey Kluber, who I think is going to be my favorite of the bunch. Just he gets that park upgrade being in Oakland. Uh, you know, it's a pitcher's park over there. He's had, you know, massive strikeout race this season, too. 36.4% to righties, 30% to lefties, and the walk rate down at 5% to righties, 8% to lefties. Uh, now, but here's where it piques my interest. You know, you know, like I said, we got to look for those little bumps of why you got to, you know, kind of uh, separate certain guys from the top-tier group. Well, for Kluber, uh, he has the advantage over Scherzer as far as it being a park upgrade in Oakland. He also has a, a, a massive matchup advantage here, too, on top of that. Uh you know, the, the Oakland hitters against righties striking out 32.1%. That's, that's their strikeout rate against righties, which is, you know, super high and 12 points higher than, uh, you know, Cincinnati, which is who is Mad Max will be facing. So that's going to put me uh, going for Kluber. You know, he's a bit cheaper on drafting. He's 12.2 as opposed to 12.9 for Max. And on FanDuel, he's 11.5. So you get some savings on him over Max. Uh, so I think he's definitely a good play. And uh, I think you also you mentioned uh, Alex Wood and Bumgarner too. Yeah, yeah, Alex Wood and Bumgarner too. I think they're in like the, I mean, they're a little bit of a tier below, but I think they're right there too. I mean, uh, Bumgarner's right off the DL, and Alex Wood has definitely proven that he's a uh, he's a really good pitcher in this league this year, and uh, he's a guy that I think we can consider in the ace category uh, for sure right now. Yeah, well, you know, if you look at uh, these Miami hitters, uh, you know, their numbers against lefties striking out nineteen point four percent of the time. So not the not the biggest strikeout rate. Again, I'll take that Oakland thirty two percent strikeout rate against Kluber over this strikeout rate. But you know, Wood no slouch thirty one point nine percent to righties, twenty six point five percent strikeout rate to lefties. Walks are down, you know, six percent you know to righties and five percent to lefties. So, uh, you know, and his ground ball stuff, man. The thing about Alex Wood that really like separates him from the pack here. Is his ground ball rate sixty point three percent to righties and sixty six point seven percent to lefties? Absolute, um, you know, elite ground ball stuff and those fly balls too, uh, under seventeen percent across the board. So, um, and you know, in Miami, which is a pitcher's park too, so he gets a little park upgrade there too. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm definitely gonna have some interest in Alex Wood now, like. You know, he's priced up, though. That's the thing. Like, for 11.8, I could go with Wood, or for 12.2, I could go with Kluber on DraftKings. So I think I'll gravitate towards Kluber there. Now, on FanDuel, it's a bit more interesting. Like, on FanDuel, Alex Wood is 9.9, and Kluber is 11.5. So for that kind of pricing difference, I think I might lean towards Alex Wood on FanDuel. But we'll see as uh, my research goes on how it's going to do. And Bumgarner, you know, obviously a great pitcher. But for me, uh, it's usually like a wait-and-see approach for me when guys come off the DL. And, uh... You know, which is uh, kind of uh, interesting because, you know, that <laughs> the San Diego strike. Have you seen San Diego strikeout rate this season against lefties? Uh, I mean, sure, it's bad. That's 37.4%. <laughs> it's so high. Yeah, that, well, that sample, your sample's probably messed up because. Uh, because it's got a lot of those guys who haven't been in the lineup a ton. Uh, I mean, they've only been playing for probably like about a month right now, like that Perella guy, and like they probably haven't gone up against lefties a ton. So it's probably really skewed uh, a bunch. But I mean, San Diego strikes out a ton, so I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't uh, worry about that. Yeah, it's they only have sixteen plate appearances, so it's definitely or or no, no, sorry, Mad Bum only has sixteen plate appearances. I don't know. Either way, it's probably because of all these guys, like a lot of these guys who are not really uh, haven't played a ton this year. 
uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked uh, if they haven't got up against a lot of lefties. And I bet it's skewed a little bit. But Yeah, but I know, and the game is in Petco, too, again, which is um, good for uh, for Bumgarner. gets that park upgrade. So, But usually when guys come off the DNL, DL, I like to take a, a wait-and-see approach on them. Um, so, uh, you know, Cooper's been throwing hot. Wood's been throwing hot. Uh, you know, Med Max, has, you know, has been doing his thing. So uh, I think I have the bunch here. I'd prefer... Uh, the active guys, which is going to eliminate Madison Bumgarner for the equation uh, for me at that price tag. But um, so Kluber and Wood would be my top two options here. What about you, Travis? Uh, yeah, I think Kluber and Wood are like the two I'm looking at. Uh, on Fanduel, like I said, it's definitely like a big conversation between the price difference. But I think I lean Kluber over Max on this slate. Uh, that ballpark. I mean, I think Max is going to give up a home run or two. Granted, he'll probably get his strikeouts, but I think Kluber will get his two. Kluber looks like he's got a better umpire too than uh, Max is going to have. So uh, I don't know. I think Kluber, Kluber and Wood are like my two guys that I have the most interest in in the top tier and like mad bum to stay away because it's right off the DL. That's what I normally do with pitchers. And then uh, I think Max is just going to miss out tomorrow just because of the ballpark and the matchup. Uh, granted Max could have a really good game, right? I get it, but I don't know. Kluber is a pretty elite pitcher and we saw him make Oakland look silly the other, uh, you know, a couple months ago. So I, I agree. I think it's like Kluber and Wood and I don't know. I'm just going to have to make a decision on them and figure out, I think on DraftKings, Kluber is the guy and then FanDuel, it's more of a conversation, but yeah, just let's move on to the next tier. Like, uh, what do you think of like below them? Uh, let, I guess we'll, let's uh, look on DraftKings. Looking at like uh, you know Jimmy Nelson to about like uh, you know Alex Cobb. What do you think of that whole range of uh, pitchers? Yeah, it, it's interesting to see Jimmy Nelson priced this high. You know, um, nine point seven. I know that it's justified. He's been throwing well and he's shown some upside, but he's just not a guy that I usually would typically feel comfortable playing paying close to 10k for on DraftKings or in you know 9.1 on FanDuel. It's usually a guy you grab when he's like in the, you know the 7 mid 7k range and low 8k is like um but yeah, so he's priced up and um you're not going to get him at a discount. So uh on FanDuel I think for like 800 more you're better off just going with like Wood. Um and I think that uh oh did you mention Arietta by the way cuz I think I'm going to take him out of the equation for me on this slate. Uh, I just I feel like I feel like it's not it's not not Arietta day for me. How about you? Uh, well, Arietta is only six point eight k on DraftKings. On Fanduel, he's a lot more priced up, but he's six point eight k on DraftKings, no, so he's not he? in the tier I was discussing. Discussing, yeah, he's only six point eight k. Oh, and, and it's all the revenge, right, against Baltimore. Uh, but no, I I will get to him. Uh, yeah, I was wondering why on, on, on Fanduel. Yeah, I was wondering why I didn't see him because I was scrolling yeah. down the Fanduel pitchers list. And he was right there. Yeah, on Fanduel he's at nine three, but on DraftKings he's six eight. So, uh, yeah, on DraftKings we're looking at like Nelson, Cole Hamels, Nola. Felix, Tyon, uh, Santana, Duffy, Chassin, and Cobb. Oof, no, not a lot of uh, excitement in that tier. Uh, I, I think there's one guy I like a ton. Uh, I think Jameson Tyon's a really good option against the Cardinals. Uh, it's a it's a bad ballpark for the Cardinals, you know, down downgrade for them. Uh, and I mean, Tyon's been good this year. Uh, there's there's no reason not to like him. I think in this spot at home, so it's a good pitcher's park. Uh, against righties, uh, you know, against righties, Tyon, he's got a 25.8% K percentage, and then against lefties at 5.5%, and his walk percentage is only 5.5 against righties and 8.7 against lefties. So he's going to see a ton of uh, righties in this team. Uh, he's going to see 
uh, just just a bunch of them. Uh, you know, the Cardinals don't throw out a ton of lefties. They only throw out like Carpenter, Fowler, and like you know one other guy normally. Uh, it just depends. Like right now, Roto Grinders page has Wong. I don't know if it'll be him, but uh, the Cardinals don't can't really go lefty heavy. So I think this is a great spot for Ty, and I'm a big fan of him at 8300. I think he's a good option. Uh, I, I don't know. What do you think about him, and what do you think about some of these other guys? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely a big fan of Ty on um, in real life and in DFS. Uh, Kid got a lot of good stuff, and I think that that's a, this is a good spot for him, and uh, he is priced pretty fairly. Uh, you know, on DraftKings you get him for eight point three, so I think that that's that's a nice price for him there. And if you drop down a Fanduel at eight point six, uh, I think he's a good he's a good uh, alternative option over these higher price guys. Uh, I just I can't see him getting blown up in this matchup, you know, against St. Louis. So definitely interesting tie on there. Um, you know, I I don't know. I don't think I have much interest in like Cole Hamels here. Don't have much interest in you know Nola is a guy I like in real life, and I know that Milwaukee does strike out a ton, but it's it's in Milwaukee, and I don't like that ballpark here uh, for Nola. I think he get himself into trouble if you, if you know if he leaves the ball high, he could get tattooed here. So I'm gonna stay away from Nola. Uh, Felix Hernandez, I might have some interest in King Felix here against Chicago. Uh, we know that the White Sox, you know, the White Sox are a team we like to target righties against, and um. Uh, you know, King Felix has not been, you know, obviously himself since coming back, but I think that he's working towards it. And um, I think that it wouldn't be a terrible idea to get yourself some some Felix Hernandez exposure on the slate. I think he'll get it. He'll just be super low owned because people like, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But yeah, like these these White Sox strike out in the year 26.3% to righties. So uh, you still want to target righties against them. And, and Felix Hernandez is, uh, is a very solid righty. So what do you think about King Felix here, Travis? Uh, yeah, I don't mind him. It's sad that he's kind of like uh, really falling apart here, um, but I don't mind him. Uh, I'm not going to be itching to play him. Like, I think Tyon's definitely the better play, but I think I'll maybe sprinkle him in here or two uh, against the White Sox. Like I said, it's a good matchup against them. Uh, his K percentage is... K percentage has been better. Like it's a small sample. The problem is, is like we don't have a huge sample on him because he's been hurt. Uh, so, so this season against righties... 126 plate appearances, 23.8 uh, K percentage, and then uh, problem is like the woba though, right? That's a nice K percentage you would think for a pitcher. Like you, 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 you'd get behind that at 80, at uh, 8300. But like the woba is uh, 0.372, ISO is 0.259 against righties, bad at 0.321. Like that's kind of scary. So I'm not, I don't know what to do with him. If you put it to the last two seasons, uh, the K percentage goes down. So do some of the other like the ISO, the woba. I think he's a guy I'm going to sprinkle in uh, just because he could be low owned and an interesting tournament option, but I'm not going to go crazy with him. Yeah, uh, you know, just this season. This season is with that. The Wobe has been pretty high, but I think he'll he'll crash back down. He was struggling with arm issues to begin the year and uh, just didn't really do anything about trying to kind of try to tough out his injuries. So now that he's back and he's healthy, I think we'll see some positive regression for him. Maybe not so much on the strikeout rate, but definitely on yeah. the Wobe. You know, I think that. He'll yeah, is there anyone else you like in this price tier? Um, no, I was gonna say, is there anyone else you like in this price period that you want to talk about, or is that it? Like, I don't know. There's not, I don't, it doesn't seem like you have a lot to love in this price tier. Yeah, I don't like Urban Santana. I don't like Danny Duffy. I'm not into Chas in here. Alex Cobb, no thank you. Uh, Fulty, no thank you. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, there's really not a lot to love. I could go down the rest of this list right now, and there's really not like a whole lot to love, you know what I mean? So, all right, well, let's let's talk about faulty and below then on DraftKings because there's a bunch of guys here, and I think there's some that we can maybe get behind. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 
you say you don't like a ton of them, but I guess uh, start going through them for us, Josh. What do you think of uh, – you said Fulte you don't like. Uh, what about Arietta though, for 6,800? Uh, uh, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, uh, that's crazy. It feels like a trap. It just feels like a trap, but it just feels too easy. Like, Arietta for 6.8. Last year, if I told you Arietta was 6.8, he'd be 200% owned. That's not even possible. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's how high owned he'd be. Like, he would, he'd break he'd break DraftKings and FanDuel if he was 6.8 last season. Uh, but, yeah, you know, in, in all seriousness, like, I think that there's just too much profit potential to pass up on, on his price over there. FanDuel is an easy pass for me. But, uh you know he's been picking himself up and like you know been been showing some good stuff again so uh they don't strike out a ton baltimore uh 20 percent you know strike every but they're like their iso and their woba is not as high as you'd think against righties 182 326 like you know they're bad for 300 even on the year like they're not you know you look at those numbers they're not like scary numbers you know i think the scariest thing about this game is the fact that it's played in baltimore you know that's like probably the scariest part about this whole matchup here but um but yeah, I think I think on DraftKings he's like a plug and play SP two, and just kind of like work around it. What do you think, Travis? Uh, yeah, so I think he could end up being your SP two in cash games, but then like I don't know in tournaments if he's gonna be he's gonna be so high owned. I feel like uh, so I I could see myself running in tournaments. Uh, I don't know. It's a really dicey situation of what to do. And it's going to be, it's going to be like one of those things that's talked about all day. Of, well, what do we do with Arietta? Uh, like if he's going to have tons of ownership, which I'm assuming like that, I think in tournaments I'll fade. And then in uh, cash games, I'll probably end up going to him just because I know he'll get enough. Stri- he'll get a, it should get a good amount of strikeouts. Maybe he'll let up a couple runs and whatnot. Uh, but the price tag is just so cheap for the amount of upside that he can have at that price tag and it also helped me get in like a lot of big bats too so i think he might end up being like an sp2 in cash games that you can play and ownership will be behind him too so if he does do really bad it won't absolutely burn you and you'll also be able to get in bats too so uh maybe people who double pay up a pitcher might not be able to get those bats so that's something to consider uh what about these other guys like a corbin my Mm. boy lance lynn what about him (laughs) he's castillo yeah, no. another guy like Lee Castillo helped me out last week. So uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think of all these other guys here? Patrick Gorman's a hard pass for me in SunTrust. Uh, Lance Lynn, I know you you love the guy, and he does have a park boost in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think you know he's cheap again. He's six point five, but Pittsburgh just doesn't strike out a ton. So I think that uh, I think I'll stay away from him here. I don't think we get a repeat performance out of him, but uh, I, I definitely think there's some merit for him to be an SP two on DraftKings at that price tag. Uh, yeah, Luis Castillo. That's a guy that you know. You looked into the numbers, I remember, and you started to like the guy a little bit. And uh, someone that you tend to have interest in now, when he's not, you know, in Coors Field, obviously. But uh, you know, because uh, that's that's the last time I think that we saw him. Right, it was against uh, the Rockies, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, no, no, he was in he was in Colorado, and then he was in Arizona. So he had back to back games, and he posted decent lines in both games. 14 DraftKings points in Colorado, 32. In Arizona, so he went back to back in like two of the worst stadiums in the league to throw in, and uh, still put up you know positive positive numbers and really good numbers too uh, in Arizona. So, yeah. but he's going against Washington, you know what I mean? In Cincinnati, so he's in a tough ballpark again. So uh, I think I'll pass on Castillo here. But what do you think, Travis? Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, before we get some of the other guys out, yeah, so Luis Castillo, he's a guy that I looked at and I was a big fan of after like digging deeper on the numbers, just seeing like his ground ball, you know, he's got a good ground ball rate. His ground ball rate is 57.1% against righties, uh, 58.1% against lefties. Uh, K percentage is at 292 against righties and 32% against lefties. I mean, he crushed for me like that last game. I had like a lot of him. And the reason why was I didn't like the pitching slate. And he just like fit all my like rosters when I kept paying up and paying up. So it was just absolutely perfect. So I don't know if I am like paying up for stacks, I might throw him in again, just because like I said, like he's already done me well. So I'm like already ahead of the curve on him and I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh, I get it. It's Washington and they're not like the greatest offense, but like, hear me out. Uh, so there, if you look at the lineup they have right now, if you put in the, the plate IQ with Goodwin, Rayburn, Harper, Zimmerman, Murphy, Rendon, Weeders, and Drew, they have a 20.8 K percentage. Uh, that, I mean, that's pretty, that's a pretty decent amount where I'm like pretty interested. Like if it was like the Astros at like a 14 or 15 K percentage, you probably pass, but these guys can strike out and he's got a really elite ground ball rate. I might go in on him in tournaments. Like I said, if it gets me like the bats that I want, I don't mind him as an SB2 as a tournament option because he also has shown that he has like a ton of K upside. Like, like the K upside and the ground ball rate is what you're looking for in your like, uh, you know, tournament pitchers. And especially for this price tag, I think I might go in on him. I get the ballpark can be scary, but uh, I I'm interested in him as a tournament option. So I'm going to ride the wave out and keep keep riding him a little bit. But uh, not, not something I'm going to go all in on, but I'm definitely going to have some interest. Uh, there's another guy below here, Josh, I want to talk about. I'll pull up the numbers real quick. If I told you below 6.6K, there was a pitcher on this slate who hit pitching, had a 25.7K percentage and a 47 walk percentage, and there would be six righties in the lineup, would you have interest in him? Well, would you would you want to play him? I just gave you the numbers: twenty five point seven K percentage, four point seven walk percentage. Uh, I mean, and there's going to be six righties in that lineup. It looks like. So, what do you think? What's his strikeout? His strikeout to, to righties is twenty five percent. Yes. And what's the team strikeout at? Team strikeout is at seventeen point nine. Yeah, I guess I'd have interest. Uh, that's Lance Lynn. That's Lance Lynn, baby. Come uh, on, get behind it. Uh, I hate it when you take it's the blindfold off. Of, it's so hard when you take it's the not, blindfold it's off. It's not that bad of a play. It's not that bad of a play. I get why people don't love it. Yeah, he didn't have a ton of Ks against the Mets. I get it. But, like, you're paying for 6.5K. Like, who cares at that point? Like, if you're, when you're getting these cheap pitchers, like, they don't need to do much, right? And Lance Lynn is a guy that can just, like, Limit the damage. Get a get you some K's here and there. I don't hate it as long as it gets you in like the stack of the bats that you like. Uh, but he made me look bad. He's too. a guy I have because my whole argument. He's a guy that I don't think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's a terrible play, but like I think Luis Castillo just has way more upside, and I'd probably play him instead. Uh, but I just mainly did that just because I knew that you'd get baited into it, Josh, and I just wanted to bust your chops a little bit. But I don't. Uh, I don't think Lancelin is a terrible play, but the upside's not extremely there. I'd rather just go to Luis Castillo, who could show some upside. Like I said, with all the numbers that we see with the Washington, they do strike out more that with this lineup than you would think. And if Daniel Murphy's not in that lineup again, because uh, they didn't say why he was out, and that's weird after the All Star break for him not to be in the lineup. Uh, I mean, that could be even better for a guy like Luis Castillo. But anyone else, Josh here, like with with that you're looking at below? Uh, I, I don't have much interest in a ton of other these guys. I think there's one more guy I might like, but that's about it. What about you? Do you like anyone else below Musgrove and below? 
Uh, I might have some interest in JC, uh, JCR here. Um, I know he's a guy that we, we got for cheap earlier in this year, season, and um, he was pretty efficient. Then he went through his struggles. But, like, you know, like last game, he walked five hitters and didn't give up a run. Like, that's not going to happen. Uh, you know, that's not going to happen again. <laughs> like, you know, that's, like, that's extremely lucky to put five guys on for free and not give up a run. But he does get a good matchup here, you know, um, against Tampa Bay, and he's at home, so he has, like, you know, he's in a pitcher's park, which is a good layout for him there. Uh, and we know that, you know, Tampa Bay strikes out a ton. They strike out, you know, um, you know, 20% to, to, to righties. So, um, wow, that, uh, by the way, Tampa Bay's strikeout rate has dropped a ton against righties. I don't know if anyone noticed that on the season, but uh, they're not striking out as much as they used to. So that says something. But uh, they still, you know, they still strike out upside against Tampa Bay, even though it's not as bad as it was early in the year. So I think uh, that and just, like, the park safety and, you know, mix that all together with his price uh, at uh, 5.7 on DraftKings, I think that he's in the conversation as an SP2 if it helps you get a bunch of big bats in. What do you think about JCR, Travis? Yeah, I agree on that. Uh, that's like the one guy I was maybe considering, like because he's so cheap, the park is nice, and just the K upside. But that's about it. Other than that, all these other guys – I don't really have a ton of interest in. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to probably end up passing on them. Uh, I don't know. What about this Paul Blackburn guy? Uh, he's shown some decent games. I just figured he's 5K. Like, I think if he fits, I think you could do it uh, just because if he gets you double digits for 5K in a tournament, like if he gets you to 10, I think you're pretty happy about that because you probably have some pretty killer bats in your lineup. But feel the burn. Um, I don't know. I'm not. You got to feel the burn. Yeah, Travis. I'm not really. Nah, I I don't know. I don't know if I really want to uh, feel the burn with Paul Blackburn. I just think I'd rather go up a little bit more for a guy like Castillo. I just think could have a ton of upside here against an, an offense that everyone's going to be scared to go against. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to take the chance with it in tournaments, not in cash games. Obviously, that's crazy. Uh, but man, you yeah, are. So that's about it for pitching. You got anything else, Josh? Or you are a Castillo truther, man. You are a big Luis Castillo truther. I just like guys who have high K percentage and a low ground ball rate. And I get the sample may be small so far, but again, he's already treating me well. So uh, that's part of the reason why too. And it's like, I don't know. He's just so cheap. still. I'm going to ride it out. Uh, What's funny. uh, They still have uh, Castillo uh, uh, listed as a relief pitcher on DraftKings. Yeah, well, he's not a relief pitcher now, man. He's a starting pitcher. But, uh, yeah, I think just let's let's, uh, let's close out pitching now. Uh, who's your – I guess give me your uh, favorite uh, – give me your favorite two options on the slate, one from, like, the uh, top tier and then one from uh, either the middle tier or the low tier. Uh, it's pretty easy for me. I think it's uh, going to be Kluber and uh, James Tyon. Those will be my top two. Felix Hernandez isn't too far below um, in the mid-tier. If I'm going to drop all the way down and need, like, massive savings, I'll probably – reluctantly click Lance Lynn's name or uh, or maybe some uh, JCR. How about you, Travis? Uh, yeah, for me, it's probably, uh, I mean, Kluber and Tyon are probably like the two guys that I have the most interest in on DraftKings. And then like uh, Castillo is like maybe like a tournament pun option. Uh, I don't mind him. Uh, but uh, let's head over to Catcher uh, and check out what we got over there, Josh. What's your thoughts on Catcher first look? Oh, man, first look. It's always, you know, we got to see, you know, wait and see where these catchers are going to be because, you know, we might have some guys resting, uh, you know, even though they just got back from resting. Uh, Saturday slates, you, you know, you still see uh, catchers resting, so keep an eye out for that. But, uh, yeah, you know, there's, uh, you know, usually I like to save and go cheap at catcher and just try to find guys that are in good spots. Uh, I think that if Brian McCann's in the lineup, he's a guy that I'll definitely be looking at. 
Uh, Grandal against Arena, um, you know, definitely in play there too. Uh, Sally Perez, uh, he's priced up now, but going against Cole Hamels, hits lefties well. So uh, someone you should be definitely having some interest in, I think, is Cole Hamels. Uh, and uh, yeah, I would have interest in Ramos, but I, JCR just has you know he has really good ground ball stuff, so I think that I'll stay away from Ramos on the slate. Pick a different spot for him. Uh, I think Contreras is going to be the guy for me, though. Um, you know, more than anything else, Contreras is a guy that hits lefties really well. Huge, huge splits against lefties, uh, and has lots of pop in his bat. He homered again uh, yesterday. So, uh, you know, with this high implied run total for the Cubs at five point four runs, uh, I think Contreras will be in the mix of it, especially if he's batting cleanup right there. Uh, lots of guys behind him that could drive him in. Lots of guys in front of him that could get on base that he could drive in. So I think he'll have a lot of opportunities. This game total at ten here with the Cubs and the Orioles. So Contreras will be my top catching option on the slate. How about you, Travis? Yeah, uh, I think uh, Contreras is like like probably the top option if I had to pick. Uh, I, I like him a lot, and I think he's a a good uh, in a good spot uh, to definitely get a, a lot of production tomorrow. Uh, I also think Brian McCann against Irvin Santana. I have some interest in him. Uh, I wouldn't mind Salvador Perez as like a tournament option against a Cole Hamels. Think he could take him yard, and then uh, James McCann as like a you know against a lefty like Francisco Liriano. Uh, he's a guy that can hit lefties really well, and I, I would have some interest in him as well. Uh, but that's about it for me, catcher. Like, don't love a ton. Maybe you can go to Russell Martin on FanDuel uh, if he's batting second, which I'm sure he will be against Michael Fulmer. Wouldn't hate that, but uh, not a lot to love at catcher. But for me, if I had to pick like my uh, my two favorite ones, uh, I think it's uh, it's probably gonna be McCann and Contreras for me. How about you, Josh? Yeah, just for me, but flip it around, Contreras and McCann is my number two. Those will be my top two as well. So we're on the same page, Travis. Yep. All right, let's head over to first base, Josh. Uh, kick us off at first. Who's your favorite uh, option on the slate? Uh, now, first base is usually a loaded position, and um, today uh, I feel like it's a little less loaded than usual. We, you know, there's a few guys that are in good spots, and, and you know that we'd normally target, but uh, you know that we have like Vado against Scherzer. Like we can't play Vado there. Uh, we've got Carpenter against Tyon. I'm not going to play him there. We got Rizzo against Miley. You know, I don't hate playing Rizzo in a lefty lefty matchup, but when he's at 5K uh, on DraftKings, and I know when he's priced up like that, and uh, on FanDuel, I'm sure he's expensive too, right? Like on FanDuel, um, yeah, he's 4K over there. So like when he's priced up in a lefty lefty matchup, I, I'll just tend to stay away. So no thank you to that. Um, you know, Abreu is going against King Felix, so I think that I'll stay away from that. Uh, Freeman lefty lefty matchup, so you know I'm gonna pass there too. Uh, Boar's going against Wood, so like all these guys that you'd normally target my, is my point here is that uh, all these guys you normally target, you know they, they don't feel like uh, comfortable to play them here. So I think the E5 is a guy that we could target here against Blackburn, even though it's in the pitcher's park. I think that um, he's certainly a good spot. Um, but uh, overall, I'd say that my uh, my top play at first base on the slate, surprisingly, is probably gonna be Danny Valencia. Um, uh, you know that I love Valencia against lefties. Has a, you know made a career of silently hitting lefties really well. If you look at his career splits, you'll see that. So uh, has some good pop in his bat, and he's in a hitter's park here. You know in uh, Chicago against the White Sox. So I'll probably have a lot of Danny Valencia, and I feel like I'm not going to be. Uh, I feel like he's not going to be as popular as he should be. So I'll take him at low ownership and be fine with that. But uh, that's where I'm going to be with uh, with Danny Valencia. How about you, Travis? Yeah, I mean, Josh, you're definitely uh, you're definitely right. No one is going to uh, 
No one's going to have Danny Valencia. Oh, wait, is it? Are the Tigers not on this slate? Oh, they're not. I thought Miguel Cabrera was on this slate. Oh, I'm so tilted now. Because I was going to say, Miguel Cabrera is stinking like against Francisco Liriano, and he's uh, four point, uh, he's uh, 3.4K, so oh. never mind. I thought he was easily going to be the top option. I was wondering why you overlooked him, but uh, that's because I didn't change my tab from all day <laughs> to the main slate. Gosh, so that's I why I like, okay, I didn't even, I wish. I, I mentioned James McCann before. He doesn't even matter now. Sorry. Uh, anyways, so back to no Tigers are on this slate. My apologies. I, was, I, thought, I, thought I thought you were said, crazy for overlooking. I thought you said Brian McCann. You said James McCann? I said both, actually. But uh, anyways, like I, I, Josh, I thought you were crazy for not mentioning Miguel Cabrera. I was like wondering what you were doing because he's going <laughs> against Francisco Liriano. I was like, what is he not like? Why is he not mentioning him? But uh, yeah, so... Uh, for me, I think if I had to pick like a first baseman, I like a lot. I think against Aaron Nola, I'm going to go with Eric Thames. I like him in that ballpark. Uh, good for lefty power, and uh, you know Nola's a guy who can struggle against right-handed uh, against a left-handed hitter. So I think uh, Eric Thames is a guy I'm definitely going to have some interest in on this slate. I think you could go Freddie Freeman, even though he's against a lefty and other people just won't play him. And like Freddie Freeman is just so good right now. So I wouldn't hate doing that, but I really don't love the first baseman position. I think you're right. There's a lot of guys towards the top that, uh, you know, they're good players, but they're not in the best matchups. Uh, I think, uh, you know, if you think the faulty faulty is going to blow up at SunTrust, I, I don't mind going Goldschmidt and like make sure to put in like Lamb and Peralta. If you're going to stack them up, put make sure Goldschmidt's in there because he's just a guy who can smash the ball. So I don't mind Goldschmidt, but I think for me, like my number one guy is Eric Thames. That's who I would have the most interest in. And uh, yeah, I, I guess Danny Valencia is okay. I just never really like to roster him. But for me, it's like Eric Thames is probably the guy I'm going to default to. And that's a scary, that's a scary thing to do because man, recently this guy's just been pretty bad. And just uh, if you're a part of the, uh, you know, if you're part of the Eric Thames, uh, you know, keep rostering over and over fan club, like uh, me, uh, Andy means an odds maker. We always talk about it on Twitter. Oh, it's just been painful. Uh, whenever we roster him, it's just like four K's. So uh, it's been it's been brutal, but uh, I think I'm going to go back to the well there against Nola because it just makes a ton of sense. So you think the home runs were real early in the year, Travis? Eric Thames. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it's just like he should he should be able. Like, I don't know. He just was like he keeps like striking out, not looking. It's been really frustrating. But I'm probably going to go back to the well on it. Uh, like 4,300 on DraftKings is a good price on Fandle for 3,700. It's more of a conversation. Like I'm not as in love with that. There's other guys I might rather go to, uh, but man, first base is just not as loaded as usual. It's kind of frustrating. Uh, there's not a lot to love, uh, but yeah, that's kind of it. I, I, uh, I mean, I might even just go up to Goldschmidt on Fandle for four hundred more dollars uh, against Fulty Nevich because man, Goldschmidt just—I'd rather pay for him instead. It's—it's it's pretty frustrating position. There's a lot of good guys to like, but I just don't love the matchups. I also think uh, like Logan Morrison against J.C. Ramirez isn't a terrible route to go, uh, just because Logan Morrison has just you know been crushing home runs all year. But uh, it's definitely not the best. Uh, it's not—it's not the normal first base position where there's just a lot of things to love. Yeah. Yeah, I could agree with that. So, I mean, that's why, like I said, uh, you know, as unglamorous as it is, I think that uh, Danny Valencia is going to be the guy for me tomorrow. And I'm fine with that. I don't mind taking him there. Uh, I don't mind Goldie either, as you mentioned. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's a Valencia slate for me. We'll see. Yeah, later. for me. All right. For me, man, it's going to be I'm going to just go back to the Oh, what about, uh, what about Co- Cody Bellinger? 
Uh, yeah, I don't mind him against Serena, but I don't know. I'm not in love with it, but I don't mind it. It's he, He's like an option I'm considering, but uh, I don't know. It's First is Wugly today. Ugh, I kind of want to move on from it. Do you have any other? Like For me, it's Thames and Goldschmidt are my two favorite. Who are your two favorites? Of Valencia and who else? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I mean, Bellinger's just been, he's been hitting the ball really well this year and uh, Hey, he did the home run derby there. Maybe he's uh, maybe he's trying to hit some more home runs there tomorrow, but uh, yeah, that's it for first base. Let's head over to second base position and uh, check it out. Uh, who do you like at second, Josh? Uh, ben Zobris is super underpriced on DraftKings at 3.3 K in this matchup. So uh, definitely a guy that I'm going to be looking at for value. I think you get a, a point per dollar perspective. Uh, I think that Zorbus is probably the best option on DraftKings at that price. Um, if Danny Murphy's in the lineup, I know you like your boy Castillo, but I think in Cincinnati, Murphy's a guy I'm going to want to have some exposure to. Uh, I don't mind Dozier. I don't think Dozier is a terrible play either. Uh, Brandon Phillips is pretty underpriced at 3.2K too in SunTrust. He's a guy that I think that we could look at for value as well. Um, and uh, I also don't mind some uh, Chase Utley here leading off, and you know for the Dodgers, I think that he's a guy that you could certainly look at. Uh, I know your boy Jose Ramirez is on the slate, so I'll give him a shout out and let you talk about him because I know that you're gonna love him. You always love your your Jose Ramirez here, but uh, but yeah, for me, I think uh, if I'm going by DraftKings pricing, uh, Zobris is gonna be the top play for me um, at second base, and. Uh, you know, he's an outfielder on FanDuel at 2.6. I think that he's also an awesome uh, play there, too. Uh, Ian Happ, 3.3 on FanDuel, I don't think is a terrible play. And um, I think that if you look at, I believe Utley's super cheap on FanDuel, too, isn't he? Yeah, 2.7 for Utley. Uh, yeah, he's only 2,700 still on uh, He's only 2700 still on FanDuel. Yeah, so, I mean, again, a nice cheap price tag for Utley there. Um, if you want to get exposure to a guy in a leadoff spot in a good matchup with a team that's probably going to score a good amount of runs, you could go there. So that's where I'm at at second base right now. How about you, Travis? Uh, yeah, for me, it's, uh, I mean, Brian Dozier's my top second baseman. I like him on FanDuel for 3,100. I like him on DraftKings for 4,100. Uh, he's probably my favorite guy. I mean, Musgrove can just give it up uh, to... Uh, Two righties, the lefties. Uh, he's a guy that can struggle. So uh, you know, yeah, I think I think that's definitely someone to consider. Uh, I mean, Dozier, Dozier can just absolutely mash. Uh, and uh, the uh, the ISO against righties is uh, is two thirteen, and against uh, the Woba is uh, three forty one. So a guy like Brian Dozier, man, I'm definitely going to have some interest in him on this slate. Uh, so it's not, again, it's another position I'm not in love with. So definitely might be a day to pay up for pitching, uh, all around. I think VR is an interesting option. I think you can go back to the well on him. I know we had some interest in him yesterday, so I wouldn't mind playing him, uh, against, uh, Aaron Nola. Uh, I think his dribble Cabrera is interesting against Tyler Chatwood. Uh, he's a guy that was, uh, you know, hitting the bat pretty hot going into the break and the Mets, uh, Mets hit the ball a lot yesterday. I mean, they had 12 runs yesterday. Uh, and I don't know. I heard like Terry Collins in like the interview today. Like the, I didn't catch much of the game, but I just heard the interview and he was just like basically said they're in like a win now mode. Like they are just fired up and trying their, you know, trying to really, uh, really just make a push right here. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a little narrative street behind that, but I think the Mets know that they have to start winning and winning now or else their season's over. So, uh, I don't know. They just put up 12 runs. So, hey, they're maybe they're hot right coming out of the all-star race. And Tyler Chat was a guy I'm not afraid to attack. So, uh, 
I don't know. I don't think Cabrera is a terrible option. And, uh, you know, he's popping a little bit for me and my model. So I'll have some interest in him as well. But Dozier for me is like my number one. Uh, I'll probably have a lot of exposure to him on the slate. But uh, it's not a position I love again. Uh, and I think you mentioned like Daniel Murphy. If he's in the lineup, sure. But like, I just doesn't, it makes zero sense to me that he sat today. Like, how is he sitting right after the all-star break? It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, so there has to be something there. Like it was an undisclosed injury. I don't know. I'm a little worried about him. So I think there's a chance that I might uh, stay away from him. Also, Matt Carpenter is now a second baseman on FanDuel. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I know I like Tyon, but I think you could play Matt Carpenter at second base. And, uh, you know, he's 3,700. It's kind of a little pricey, but I think you could definitely do it. It's so stupid. They keep moving oh, yeah. these guys around. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't mention Jose Altuve. Like uh, and I also want to mention Duriel at uh you know as an interesting play for the Astros. Like Urban Santana's a guy I definitely have been targeting all year and I'm gonna want to target again. And I'm playing the Astros. Like they're a team that I'm just gonna play like almost every slate right now going forward, just because they're just smashing them all. They're the best offense in the league. Like I'm just gonna make sure to play them. So uh, I think getting Duriel is like a way to be different with your Astros and like Altuve is a guy to have to love as well but uh yeah second's got some plays i like for me josh uh i'm gonna say altuve and dozier are my two favorite guys at second uh, if i had to pick what about you yeah my top two favorite guys at second base will probably be uh zobrist on DraftKings um as a you know site specific play because he's an outfield on fandle um but i i uh so he's like i guess we'll put him as a wild card there but um I, I, overall i i like Dozier a lot as well, uh, same as you, and I also like um, some Utley too. I think Utley's a good play, so that's where I'm at at second base. All right, yeah, let's head over to third. Um, I don't mind kicking us off here with third base. Uh, there's a lot, you know. There's guys I definitely like on this slate, like Chris Bryant against the lefty. Uh, sign me up. I'm going to have a ton of interest in him. He's only 3,700 on FanDuel. On DraftKings, he's 5,100. Uh, I definitely have a ton of interest in him. I even think Jake Lamb for the same price tag on uh, FanDuel for 3,700. He's another guy against Fulty who struggles to get lefties out. I have a ton of interest in him too as well. Uh, Jake Lamb, 4,800 on DraftKings is a nice price tag too. Then also like Miguel Sano. I talked about how I don't mind getting these righties against Musgrove. I think Sano is a guy to have interest in 3,600 on FanDuel. Uh, he's also 4,500 on uh, DraftKings. Uh, he's another guy I'm definitely going to be interested in. Uh, even Manny Machado, like I said, uh, he's just a guy that I don't mind uh, buying on for the cheap salary, and he's only 3,300 on FanDuel. Like him more there than rather the 4,500 on uh, DraftKings. But he's another guy I'm considering too. So uh, I think like those are the guys at the top I like, and they're mainly the guys I'm going to look at. What about you, Josh? Who do you like at third base? The hot corner. This is where we're, we're pretty packed today. Um, you know, Chris Bryant's definitely, I'm going to agree with you, Chris Bryant's my top option. Always target him against a lefty, especially in this matchup against Wade Miley um, in a hitter's park in Baltimore. With his team, you know, implied run total at 5.4, you're going to have some interest in Bryant. On the flip side, I don't think Machado is a terrible option either. Uh, I, I like some Travis Shaw here against Nola as much as I like Nola. Um, Travis Shaw is always a good, good, uh, good matchup, you know, good uh, option at home against a righty. Uh, so I'll definitely have some interest there. Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, Sano is a guy I think you could pair with Dozier if you're going to go that route. I think that he's certainly a, a guy that's in play. Um, you mentioned Jake Lamb. I don't have as much interest in him on DraftKings where he's priced up. I'd rather go Chris Bryant if I'm going to be paying up that high. One guy, though, I think that's my favorite tournament option that I think is going to be a nice contrarian option is Adrian Beltry. 
Now, Adrian Beltre is a guy that, you know, he's a little bit older and, and he was out for most of the season. So uh, people just tend to, not to play him. I think you'll get him a very, very, very low ownership here on this slate, especially with so many games and so many options. But he's made a career out of mashing lefties. The guy hits lefties so well. So uh, I, I think this is worth a spot, uh, worth a look, you know, to give him your third base spot in, your, in a tournament lineup. So he'll probably be my top uh, third base tournament option. It'll be Adrian Beltry. But for cash, it's just like, you know, Chris Bryant, like plug him in and go. And tournaments, too. He has the upside for tournaments. So those will be my top two options. I'll go with Chris Bryant and Adrian Beltry on the slate. Uh, how about you, Travis? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give you three. It's uh, the three I talked about. I mean, Chris Bryant is probably my favorite. He'll probably be my cash game guy. And then Lamb and Sano. I think those are two guys I like a lot, too. Um, let's move on to shortstop, Josh. Kick us off at short. Uh, who do you like over there? Uh, short is an interesting position, man. You know, it's. Uh, I think that this is a spot where you just have to kind of find correlation plays and run with them. Uh, like, I don't think that Addison Russell is, is a terrible play. Uh, I don't think the Javier Baez is a terrible play either, but I think I like Russell just a little bit more. Has a little bit more pop in his bat, and you know some some uh, extra little extra hop in his step too. He could stretch out some uh, you know some of those long singles into doubles. So uh, and you know he could score too. You know he could score from from uh, second on a single. So uh, definitely definitely interested in uh, in some Russell here. Shortstop is just you know uh, Segura too, another good play against the lefty here against Derek Holland. Seattle has another huge run total as they did yesterday, so it'd be nice to get some stock in them. I think Segura is a good route to go for that if you want to get some stock in uh, in that uh, Seattle offense. Segura is a good option to go to. Um, Corey Seager is not a bad play. He homered yesterday, so you know still has that pop in his bat. He's back and ready to go, so. Uh, wouldn't mind him either. Uh, Brandon Crawford is a nice value option on DraftKings at 3.2K. Uh, has some pop in his bat and gets a good matchup. So uh, on DraftKings, Brandon Crawford is 3K. Um, not as much interest over there, but I think on DraftKings, if you need some value, you could go with Brandon Crawford at 3.2. But yeah, so uh, you know, overall, there there are some good options to pay up for. Like you could, like I said, you could pay up for Corey Seager. Uh, you could pay up for uh, Gene Segura, but I, I also think that there's good value options too. And those value options for me will probably be. Addison Russell and um, Brandon Crawford. How about you, Travis? We're looking at a short on the slate. Uh, yeah, I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind going to uh, to Addison Russell as a cheap shortstop. Option. He'll probably be the guy I like uh, as like a cheapie if I go to him. But uh, if I pay up, I think I might want to. Uh, Carlos Correa and uh, Corey Seager. I mean, they're two guys that I'm absolutely in love with. I'll probably be uh, loading them up in a bunch of my lineups, and I'm gonna have a ton of interest in them on this slate. If I get like a cheap shortstop, I, I, you know, if I get one, uh, maybe he'll go on my cash games, but it's just gonna be something I'm gonna have to look for and just monitor and see what's out there. Like, uh, maybe if I struble Cabrera for 3,500 on DraftKings, you know, he's, he's, he's an option I can maybe consider, but like Aston Russell for 3,200 is good, cheap Cubs exposure. So I think I have interest in him there on Fandle. He is. 2600 I mean, he thinks, I feel like he's going to end up being the chalky option. People will just pay down for him. Uh, he'll be the guy that people just go to because it's cheap, good Cubs exposure, and you're going to want Cubs exposure tomorrow. So I think he ends up being the guy that uh, I have a lot of interest in and ends up making my cash games. But uh, if I can get Corey Seager or Correa in there, I would love to. But I, I don't think that's what's going to end up happening. I feel like I'll end up getting going over to uh, Addison Russell. Uh, 
Yeah, so uh, let's move on. We got one last spot to go, and we got the outfield, Josh. Uh, kick us off with the outfield. Uh, what do you like there? I know you normally like to correlate plays out there. Uh, who are you correlating out in the outfield? Yeah, there, there is a little, like a lot of good correlation options here in the outfield on the slate. Uh, Nelson Cruz, by the way, is going to be my top option here. Always, always target Nelson Cruz against the lefty, especially when he's on the road in like a hitter's park. Um, so Nelson Cruz, I like him even if you want to take him as a one-off and then correlate the other two spots you got. I think that he makes a fine play. Uh, he makes a fine correlation play also if you're playing Segura, if you're playing uh, Valencia. So uh, it's a good place to go there with, with Nelson Cruz. Um, but if we're going to talk about other other correlation spots in the outfield, uh, I think you could go with uh, Pollock and Peralta. I think that they make a fine correlation play. I think you could go with Jock Peterson and Cody Bellinger. Um, I think they make a fine correlation play. Uh, I think that you could go with Chu, uh, not Chu, um, I mean, uh, DeShields and Gomez. Carlos Gomez especially hits lefties really well, gets a matchup against Duffy. I think that uh, that's a nice contrarian tournament option because not a lot of people have those guys. So definitely people to look at there. But for me, um, you know, the overall top options, like the absolute bats I'll be targeting, is I think Conforto and Bruce are the two guys I'm going to lean on heavy here. Um you know they get a matchup at home where you know ballpark that favors you know it's a, you know it's overall favorable to pitchers but that uh, that short right porch for them in City Field you know Conforto and Jay Bruce are the guys you want to be targeting and uh, Cespedes by the way uh, under price alert here uh, I know he hasn't been performing as great you know as he could be but 3.5k just feels too cheap on DraftKings for Cespedes so I think that puts him in play too uh, as a nice you know bang for your buck kind of deal there so that that's where I'm looking um, right now. And uh, Cargo on the other side of that matchup, by the way, 3.4K. And Seth Lugo, not a terrible play either for that price tag on DraftKings. That's where I'm at. Where are you at, Travis, in the outfield? Yeah, uh, I like the Mets outfielders. I think they're, like, a really good play to go. Like, the Jay Bruce, Granderson, Cespedes, Conforto, like, all of them. The four of them are all going to be guys I have interest in. Uh, just correlating together, I think they're 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 an interesting route to go. Uh, George Springer and Nelson Cruz are guys at the top I like a lot. Definitely think I'll have interest in them on this slate. Uh, Mike Trout is back. Is Mike Trout still costs like way too cheap on DraftKings? I'm pulling it up now to check. I uh, know he's 5300 now, so we do not get him for cheap again. But uh, you know, if you ever have the money for Mike Trout, I don't hate playing him, obviously. But again, like I said, Springer and Nelson Cruz are probably like the, my two uh, at the top that I like a lot. I have interest in going in AJ Pollock. I think he's interesting. I want to throw him in with like my David Peraltos. I want to throw him in with my uh, J- with my Jake Lambs and like my Goldschmidt. Uh, just just adding Pollock back there is really nice. So if I'm doing any diamond back stacks and SunTrust. Uh, I have interest in Pollock. I would make sure to get him in. Uh, but yeah, moving on. There's other, uh, you know, we talked about these Houston bats. You got a Marlon Gonzalez who can be in the outfield. You have uh, uh, Josh Reddick, uh, Carlos Beltran. Don't don't be afraid to mix them in your Astro stacks because that just makes it different. Uh, and like I said, I love Springer as an option too. Uh, he's the guy that just uh, has been mashing the ball, and I'd want to stay on. Uh, and then these, uh, you know, some of these Chicago outfielders like the Zobrist on Fanduel. Uh, wouldn't mind getting going over to an Ian Happ. I don't think he's a terrible option to consider. Again, like you talk about Cespedes on DraftKings, three point five k. Cespedes is three point one on Fanduel, which is crazy. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna have interest in those Mets outfielders like Conforto, three point one. They're just all way too cheap, man. I, I'm feel like I'm really gonna load up on the Mets outfield tomorrow just because of the price tags are just way too underpriced. And in a spot against Chatwood, where I mean he could definitely really struggle uh, struggle here. So. Man, these Mets outfielders are looking juicier and juicier as the day, uh, you know, as the day goes on. So, 
I'm going to have uh, interest in them for sure. And then uh, trying to find some like cheap guys for you here. I mean, like Carlos Gonzalez against Seth Lugo is 2.8K on FanDuel. That's pretty cheap. Uh, I, I think maybe more so as a one-off. I don't think I'll do it in cash games and whatnot, but I think it's like a decent one-off. And if you have that 2.8K in cash games, maybe you can end up going to it. But, um, you know, I'm not absolutely in love with it matt kemp too he's another guy just like price tag alert like he's only 2.7k uh against a lefty and patrick corbin uh, i mean i know kemp has looked bad but he's 2.7k i mean that's just a nice buy low opportunity so uh you know he's a guy you can maybe play as a one-off that you know can hit two home runs uh on any slate so uh yeah that's about it for me in the outfield uh it's not as loaded as it normally is but there are some good options all around uh so, yeah, I, I think that's about it for me, Josh. Are you ready for the stack of the day? Yeah, let's do the stack of the day. You want to kick it off? Uh, no. Nah. How about you kick it off? you have one ready? Yeah, I got one ready. I can kick it off. All here. right, you, you kick it off. I'm still, like, trying to decide which one I want to go with. So, uh, yeah, you kick us off with your stack of the day, and I'll figure it out here. Yeah, there's a good few options. Like, I want to go chalky here. Like, you know, like, it, it feels it feels kind of... Uh, kind of simple for me you know and as i'm building my lineup i'm seeing a lot of uh a lot of chicago cups here in my lineup and um with good reason uh you know 366 woba against lefties the iso at 171 but i think that'll pick up here because we we do have a lot of power bats um here in this uh in this lineup so i think that that's something to look at and their walk rate at 10.5 percent when you're looking for stacks you want you know teams that could get on base and that walk rate is, is very high and correlates well to um wade miley's 11.5 percent walk rate this season so um so you put all that together you know put that you know on top of that i got the run total at 10 uh, you know the cubs implied run total at 5.4 uh, i think that we're going to see a lot of runs out of these chicago cubs and i think that you know we're going to see the ball's flying around baltimore uh definitely see a good amount of home runs coming out of this game especially on the chicago side so uh, I'll, I'll be stacking up i'll be stacking up the cubs on this slate uh by the way just as a little bonus i'll give you guys a little uh second option there seattle for me trails right behind them love those seattle righties here against Derek collin but uh but yeah I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go with uh the cubs as my stack of the day yeah, no, that's definitely not a bad call for me. Uh, it's maybe kind of boring, but I'm going with the Astros, man. Like these guys are just locked and loaded right now. They are just so focused. They are just smashing the ball. And the Minnesota bullpen is so, so bad. Like talked about it yesterday, how bad it was. They put up 10 runs, the Astros yesterday. Wouldn't be shocked they put up another double digit score on them. Uh, it just there's so many good guys that play this offense, and you can just mix it up to be contrarian. Like Springer, Reddick, Altuve, Correa, McCann, Beltron, Gurriel, Gonzalez, and Bregman. They're all in play. They're all good options. Uh, just make sure to stack the Astros at least on one team tomorrow. At least on one. That's all. That's all you got to do. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to play a lot more of them, I think, than uh, just one. But uh, just. Don't if you're making ten teams, make sure you at least have one Houston Astros stack, please. And uh, you know, try and try and get creative with it. Uh, don't just go, you know, the one through four. Try to get a little creative with your uh, Astros stacks. But uh, I think they're in a great spot against Irvin Santana. And uh, once Irvin Santana blows up a little bit, then the bullpen comes in and just makes it even worse. So look, the Astros will just pile on and uh, you know just have a field day with uh, the Twins. Yeah, people tend to forget to stack the Astros, man. Just because they're priced up, you know. But uh, if you go find a way yeah, to make yeah. it work, do it, you know. 
Yeah, it's something like a lot of people are now saying like, hey, stop, like, don't forget to stack the Astros. And I'm just going to keep saying it just because it's something that, uh, you know, it's done me well since I started. I kind of got ahead of the curve on it. So that, that was good. Like really helped me out last week. I was all over them a bunch. So that was very helpful. But uh, yeah, that's it, Josh. We wrapped up the slate. Uh, it's not a slate I love. I think it's okay. Uh, not not totally in love with it yet. Maybe throughout the day, I'll kind of get more behind it. But uh, yeah, if you have any other questions about the slate, just feel free to Hop on Twitter, give us a follow. Uh, I am uh, at Travis Mangone. Uh, that's T R A V I S M A N G O N E. And uh, Josh is at Real uh, Joshua Giant. Uh, just reach out to him over there and reach out to me. We'll, we're happy to answer questions if our opinions change on the slate. Sometimes we'll tweet that out, or if you have questions, we'll just easily answer them for you. So uh, thanks a lot for joining us, guys. Really appreciate it. And uh, again, uh, you know, we'll be back tomorrow for another uh, MLB slate. Uh, happy to be back on the grind and uh, just uh, excited to uh, be uh, giving you guys some content. So again, for me, I'm Travis Mangone, uh, and for uh, Joster Giant, we are out. do it right to find the right gifts for dad this father's day we do it right too with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn now get a charbroil four burner advantage series gas grill for just 169 dollars, and pick up your choice of craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only 99 dollars each make this father's day his best one yet and do it right for less start with lowe's charbroil offer valid through 612 craftsman offer valid through 619 us only Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only.